this is Stephanie Ortega, and you're listening to the Remix Movement Podcast. Hello, listeners. Hello, everybody who's listening to us. Thank you so much for tuning into the Remix Movement Podcast. Um, we're doing episode 36 today, but I know in our last episode, Lewis was here and we were all excited. I was so excited to have my husband on with us on our last episode. And he's not with us here today, but we do have a special person with us and I'll introduce him in a little bit. Uh, we did kind of tease you guys on the Instagram. We went ahead and we posted on Instagram and Facebook that we got got more remix interviews coming and I hope it was something that got all of you guys excited I hope whenever we post things on social media you guys are checking it out and you guys are just like thrilled for what's coming up next but um, in our last episode we had the challenge that was ask yourself what decision has been lingering in your mind and you've been thinking about Go ahead and pray and research the Bible on that topic so that God can help you give you the right decision to make. All right. I hope that whatever decision you have to make in these next couple days with everything that we're going through, whatever decision that you have been thinking about and pondering that you were able just to present it to God and go ahead and just search in the Bible and hopefully get that revelation of what is the right next step and what is the right decision. So on to today, we have on a special guest. His name is Gary Hearn, and I hope he's, I'm pronouncing his last name right. But uh, Gary, how are you? Good, good. I'm fantastic. Thanks for asking. Awesome. Thank you so much for being our second special guest on the remix. Um, I think with the audio, we're going to do better than we did last time with Catherine, but we had a good time with Catherine, and I think we're going to have a really good time with you on this episode. Awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to getting into it with you. Awesome. Well, Gary, let me go ahead and ask you straight up. Your last name is Hearn or the H is silent and it's Earn? No, it's, it's Hearn. H-E-A-R-N. So like Hearn, like it rhymes with burn okay. or churn. All right, <laughs> or, no, I'm just double checking because I'm Hispanic <laughs> and I know when we have like H's in the names, the H is non-existent. Uh, so I'm like, I know it's it's Gary Hearn. I think it's right. And Lewis was like, you better ask him. And I was yeah. like, okay, well, let me just ask him because I don't want to make like a huge deal on it on the episode. <laughs> um, oh, you're good. You're good. Awesome. You're good. It's, it's very uncommon. It's very uncommon. And I don't know if I told you this or not, but it, originally it had an O in front of it. So I had an O and then like a little apostrophe thing. So it oh. used to be O'Hearn. And so um, my grandfather is actually the one that changed changed it he um i guess he you know he came on a boat from like ireland or something i was and, gonna say that i was like are you yeah. irish yeah i mean I'm, I'm kind of a bunch of things but uh <laughs> yeah that's one of them um but yeah he, he actually when he came to america he cut off the o because you know at the time they were um amongst the many groups of people but they were being discriminated against you know the irish didn't get a whole lot of love back in the day so i guess when he came to america to make it where he would kind of blend in and, and not be, I guess, kind of called out for, for who he was. He, he removed it. So, yeah. So, but, yes, now it's her, not oh her. Oh, nice. See, now I didn't know that. So now yeah. everybody knows yep. that. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Gary, I just want to break the ice. Tell me how old you are, what's your relationship status, and how we know each other. Yeah, so I'm, I'm 31. That sounds, for me, it sounds old. but It's um, not for I me. It's, it's not for me. Uh, I, I guess it's not. 
and um, I'm married. I've been married for eight years to my best friend Ashley. Um, it's it's been a wild ride, and, and uh, we have a two year old named Cameron, and he's he's a crazy mess. I love him to death. So if <laughs> if, uh, if you don't know him, you should know him, and if you do, then you know how silly and crazy he is. And uh, Stephanie and I actually met at City Lift Church in Oakland Park, and um, I've been going there for about a year and some change, and. Stephanie, I mean, I'm pretty sure we, we linked up once I started serving. And I mean, obviously, we knew, knew each other before then. But, um, you know, obviously, we got closer in friendship. And, and uh, you know, every single weekend, we ended up chatting with you guys and hanging out and serving at the church. And uh, so, yeah, that, that's kind of how we linked up. And, and ever since then, we've been chatting up. So. Thank you. That's awesome. Yeah, so yeah. I am repping City Lift Squad right now. I know a lot of people are like, she's interviewing everybody at her church. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah, These yeah. are great people. You guys should know them. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, um, we did meet at City Lift. And I mean, ever since we met you guys, we've always noticed like you and Ashley and Cam, you guys are just a big family of joy. Um, you guys are always like in a really happy, joyful mood. And, you know, Cameron is growing up, but he has such loving parents. And I know we talked about it yesterday. I was like, you guys are so yeah. awesome. And like seeing a family grow from like when I knew Cam when he was younger to like now, he's already mm-hmm. two. And I'm just like, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah, it's happening way too fast. Like that, that like corny thing that parents say when you're like, it happens too fast. No, it really does. Like you don't, you really don't, you really don't understand it until it happens. And then when you do, you're like, oh no, I'm, I'm my parents, and I'm saying the same things that they said. So yeah, it's, it's wild, and and it's cool that you guys get to see. You know, obviously we started coming when he was much smaller, mm-hmm. um, and now he's a big two year old, and he's like walking and talking and, and driving us crazy. So I actually it's, it's cool for. Yeah, I actually love the fact that we're getting to see how not only Cameron's growing, but like how you and Ashley are growing. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. And and I think, I mean, you saw in our testimony too. I mean, we like, before we showed up to the church and everything, we were in a rough place between, you know, uh, like job wise mm-hmm. and um, me struggling, like, you know, spiritually um, and we're, and uh, even at the time, we were having like pretty solid relationship problems. So, uh, it's another thing too that I wanted to point out. We'll, I mean, we'll get into it later on as we move on. But um, I, I, on the outside, yeah, we you know everybody thinks we have it together. But you know, we fight and struggle like everybody else. You know, we we look like the perfect family when you see us or you know on Instagram and social has a way of doing that. Unfortunately, you know, we kind of like we kind of like we, we, we upload our our highlight reel you know the, the things mm-hmm. that look best and, and after edits and filters and stuff like that but at the end of the day we struggle too and yeah. and in, in the midst of that struggle we, we do try to find the good things to be grateful for and and more often than not that's what you're seeing it's not so much like the big picture of the daily struggles that we fight with too it's just you caught us being grateful and that's why we were happy and smiling and and in the presence of awesome people like you and Lewis and, you know, Matt and Alyssa and, mm-hmm. and everybody else there, you know, like we may have not come there in a good mood, but we left there in a good mood. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, no, I know. Not everybody is perfect. I don't know anybody who is perfect, actually. But, I mean, it's always good to see that, you know, even though we do go through our daily struggles, our trials and tribulations, you know, we always try to maintain our uh, our humbleness and staying positive and just sharing, you know, the joy of the Lord. And I can definitely see how everybody's growing. Not just you guys, but I know Lewis and I, like, we're growing a lot also. And, you know, we don't have it all together and everything. But I know that, yeah. you know, as long as we... We put God as the center of everything that I know that I know he's going to make it through, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, but Gary, I want to know more, like, um, how are you particularly dealing with this coronavirus pandemic? Cause I know the pandemic is, um, affecting everybody. I can't say it's not affecting one person because it's affecting yeah. everything. I mean, even if you didn't lose your job, it's affecting, I mean, our finances, our economy, where we go, where we eat, like, tell me, how are you uh, dealing with it? And then later, I guess you can go ahead and tell me just how you um, as a family are dealing with it. Yeah, great, great question. I mean, everybody's obviously dealing with that. And, you know, a lot of people are struggling with, you know, anxiety and depression and fear. And it, the scariest thing is no one knows when it's going to end, right? So we're just in this constant circle of like, what if, when, when, who, what, where, why. It's, it's, it's making us crazy. <laughs> and so, at least, in, at least in my case, I'm taking it day by day, sometimes minute by minute. Um, I, I think, especially in the Christian community, it, it doesn't really get talked about much, and it should. But you know, being spiritual and praying and things of that nature is number one. Number two is not being afraid to ask for help. And so, I would say probably for the past few years, like off and on, I've been seeing a, a, a therapist and just like mm -hmm. going over issues and you know, getting my mind on the right track spiritually and things of that nature. And like getting plugged into that for me is huge because it, it, I've, try, I've tried to, to go without that and then I, I get lost again. So mm -hmm. it, it's been a bit of an adjustment with being stuck in the house as, as I'm a huge social butterfly. Like if, if you know me at all and you've ever met me before, you know that I'm not like, I'm not the introvert guy. I am like, the party starter like I'm the guy that like I show up and you're like oh god Gary's here he's gonna make a bunch of noise and like, we're like that, woo Gary's here <laughs> let's start the party <laughs> yeah that, that, that's who I am and, and I, I crave um, friendship and relationships and conversation and so if I'm not having those things you know I, I have it with my family but mm -hmm. you know it, it's, it's a little different um, when you're not able to, to have it outside of the house or at work or you know what I mean or at church like we can do it with technology, but it's just a little different. It doesn't have that personal touch, at least in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so, you know, obviously we, as we move forward and, and things begin to normalize, I really look forward to having like everyone come home at the end of the day, like obviously my family, but like being able to go to church again and like seeing you guys in person, not just like on a zoom or <laughs> <laughs> on, you know, on a phone call, like that stuff's great. And it holds us down in the meantime, but, um, Anyway, that in a nutshell, I'm dealing with it, but I'm definitely ready for things to like normalize, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I think we were made for connection and I think yeah. we were made for physical connection. Um, I think people are meant to like, you know, give each other hugs and give each other handshakes and give each other kisses. And and I think when you take that out of the equation and you tell us, OK, well, now you got to do everything at your house. 
mm-hmm. then it kind of like it puts you in like a trauma for like a few seconds yeah. because you're like oh my god how do i do that <laughs> mm-hmm. i mean from the moment you're born you're being touched you're being held you're being coddled you know you're you're being taken care of there's a personal touch there right and like now yeah. all of a sudden there's just like that's it. You know, you don't want to get this coronavirus. So you have to stop shaking hands, stop, you know, giving each other hugs, stop giving each other kisses. It's it's something that I think, uh, unfortunately, we're going to have to deal with for a long time. But I think we'll get to a point. I think God is about to give us the cure. And in the name of Jesus, once we have that cure, we can be able to get back to what we're meant to do, which is just being able to be with each other in the same room and and not live in fear or anxiety, but just dwell in God's presence. I mean, God can be with you anywhere, but I feel like, you know, there's something special when a bunch of people who love Christ are together, when a bunch of people who love each other, who are more than just family, but they're friends, that they can get together and they can be in God's presence. And that's something that we can do it now through Zoom, but it's not the same effect like if we're in the same room. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Oh, man. All right. So, Gary, you are a husband. You are a father, right? You're the provider of your house. And we talked about how, like, you share your stories and your videos on Instagram. You also Mm -hmm. share on Instagram some inspirational stuff. And I love that, like, sometimes you make us think about things, right? And Mm -hmm. you had a story in a few days that just passed that talked about gratitude. Like, we need to be able to not take things for granted and be a little bit more appreciative about it. And I just love seeing all these things about that but my question to you is what are some daily things that you do to make sure that you're being the best husband father provider and the best person to give that content on your platform like what do you have to do to get in that right mindset um i mean it's a couple things really i mean at least in reference to my relationship with ashley i mean cam that's another story we'll talk about it but (laughs) um, at least with her i mean i always try to remember really for both of them that that i i have the ability to set the tone for the night like at least now that i'm home it's a little different but i can kind of prepare but especially the way work was you know commute you fight traffic you're frustrated and by the time you get to the door you're like okay whatever mood you're in typically carries into the into the household so it's Mm -hmm. like you're going to be in a bad mood if you let it carry forward and so um i'm not perfect but I, i always try to remember that i set the tone for the night right so you know, as partners, Ashley and I both do, but, but as a husband, I can choose to set the tone. So I can come home and I can kick the door down and complain about every little thing and, you know, hey, the dishes aren't done. Or, or I can ask how her day was and listen mm-hmm. and play with Cam and make them laugh and, you know, and, and you know, chase them around the house. And, and, and that all, like, trickles down based off of the decisions that I make. And so that's one thing that I do. Um, and I'm I don't sure. always... And I, and I don't always do it. I'm still working on that. Um, yeah. I, I pray in the morning. I pray in the morning is the, sec- the second one. And, you know, I always ask God to show me and remind me of all the things that I should be grateful for. And sometimes you can think it, mm-hmm. you can say it, um, or you can write it down. And I feel like sometimes writing it down makes it real, makes it concrete. And so um, if you have a journal, write it. If you don't, mm-hmm have you know like order one online on amazon it's like five bucks sometimes if you get the, the cheap ones mm-hmm. um but i'll write it down you know like I'll, I'll journal and start each day writing five things down that that uh that i'm grateful for and, and you you'd be surprised how like your mindset changes if you focus on what you do have rather than what you don't you know what i mean like yeah we can sit around all day and talk about 
the way things should be or like I wish I had this I wish I had that but then we're blinded to the things that we do have and the things that we prayed for five seasons ago are the things that we're now kind of enjoying and the things that we're sitting in you know what I mean Mm -hmm. yeah definitely I mean you guys I know Ashley and you share a lot of your journaling experience and Mm -hmm. I love journaling especially when it comes to like trying to you know like you said be a little bit more grateful write down the things that you appreciate write down the things that you're praying for the petitions you have on your heart whenever I get ready for like these podcast episodes I literally I'm journaling everything I'm like let me write down what I need to do what I should emphasize and then I actually have like a moment where I just like after I'm done writing it I just kind of got to sit there and ask Mm -hmm. God like okay God this is what I wrote down but I need you to tell me what do I erase? What do I add? And what do you want me to work more on? And I feel like, you know, those are things that when you write things, you're a little bit better at remembering them. And Mm -hmm. when you write things, you're a little bit more at like, uh, you pay more attention to those things that you're writing on. So if it comes down to like God saying, Hey, I know that you want me to work on this, but now's not the time. And you actually go ahead and say, okay, God, fine. I'll cross it off my list and I'll put what you want me to do. It's also mm-hmm. showing you obedience and sacrifice a little bit. And, and I think that's great to have, especially when you're trying to be the best husband or the best spouse or, you know, the best parent, whatever it is that you're trying to be. You know, I think that's definitely something besides praying that, you know, journaling is definitely something I think everybody, our listeners, you know, Christians, non-Christians, everybody should just like try it out. Right. At least try yeah. it out and see how you feel. And at least you gave it a shot, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And. And one thing, too, that I wanted to point out, and, and obviously there's a lot of stigmas that we could talk about, but it's like, I always like to burst the bubble and, and make people realize that, like, like being a Christian isn't the easiest thing. So, like, just one thought that, that I had and, and why you were talking, it was, it was kind of like soaking it up and it was, it was like setting off alarms on my head. What's funny is most Christians talk about how, how we need to become more like Jesus, right? We need to walk, talk, we need to act like him and... and and like a lot of disciplines or things that we should practice come up in, in a conversation, right? Things mm-hmm. like prayer and reading your Bible and community. What doesn't come up is what we just talked about, which is, you know, having an attitude of gratitude. And so, like, I wrote down here too, because I knew we were going to talk about gratitude. <laughs> in, Psalm, in, in Psalm 23, um, th- there's so much to be grateful for. You know, like, we, we think material things, right? Like, oh, I have my house and my car, and I'm grateful for that. That's great, but if we lose it all tomorrow, it's like it should be attached to those things, right? We, as like humans, and like in 2020, we're going to be attached to those things. But yeah. in, in reference to what the Bible says, what we should be grateful for is the Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want, mm-hmm. right, for anything. And then it goes on. He uh, makes me lay down in green pastures, leads me beside still waters, restores my soul, leads me in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you're with me, right? So we're we're going through tough stuff, but he's with us. Amen. You know, like he comforts us in those moments. He prepares a table, you know, in the presence of the enemy. Like, the co- you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. those mm-hmm. are the things to be grateful for. So I always want to remind people, like, don't, don't think that just, like, I have a car. I'm grateful for that. Like, yeah, that's great. But I think we should be grateful for in the moments of our toughest seasons that God is with us in, in all of it. Yeah. I write, I write those things down. And so it's no surprise that, that like one of the most, in, in my opinion, one of my favorites, most recognized passages in, 
in a lot of the scripture is is being grateful, right? It's beautiful. Yeah. It's comforting. It's it's a powerful like reflection of who God is. And so, in, in Psalm twenty three, I won't go through the whole thing because we can be here all day. But um, let's it, do it, it. I'm ready. No, <laughs> it, in it, um, you know, it, there's identification of like so many elements of God's care, right? So we talk about like God caring for us and caring about us. But like, what are the pieces of that, right? Mm-hmm. That, that we would normally take for granted, or like maybe we wouldn't write down, um, or or like totally forget to recognize, and so. David there, um, unlike most of us, and especially myself, <laughs> recognizes elements of, of God's, like, provision, right? We, we shall not want for anything, right? We, we want spiritual renewal. He restores our soul. Um, his discipline, the rod and staff, they comfort me. Like, his protection, where he talks about preparing a table in the presence of the enemy. And so, you know, we're so often tempted to take credit for, like, moments of comfort and care and like victory we're like i did it no like you didn't you know what i mean <laughs> like like nine times out of ten it's not you and so i think we forget that we shouldn't take credit for those things that we should the glory should go to god for that you know what i mean yes i mean we do things because god allows us to do those things number one and number two like our success is god's success that's the way i think right. about it and i'm like you know when somebody compliments you we shouldn't be like yes i know <laughs> but instead yeah, be exactly. be like you know thank you all glory be to god right or thank you so much yeah. i appreciate you pointing that out i couldn't have done it without him you know what i mean mm-hmm. um yeah. but gary hey listen i can't talk to you and talk about who you are without shedding some light on your podcast i really can't so that's what we're gonna dive into right now you are a podcast creator and your podcast is called the salt and light and for all of our listeners listening i want you guys to listen to this podcast it is available on the same platforms we have ours so that's anchor fm apple podcast google podcast the salt and light i want you to talk to us what is it about and where did this idea of starting a podcast even come from yeah, so um, it's kind of a funny story. It's, it's, I mean, first off, it's always a different message or a different uh, topic or subject. Because that probably means life is crazy, and it's, it's never one thing. It's always different things that we struggle with. Um, but uh, pretty much it's, it's kind of like an online ministry thing that I started almost a year ago. And so it ranges anywhere from, like, anxiety to trusting God in tough seasons, like things that I'm experiencing. And, like, most people don't know, but the things that I talk about are things that I'm going through. Um, mm-hmm. They're not just necessarily things that I come up with that I think are going to touch people. It's like things that I'm going through. And in some strange way, someone ends up bumping into it and they're like, oh my God, I'm going through that too. <laughs> so, um, uh, and so I started out with like IGTV videos and then I kind of discovered that like more people, whether it be like commuting or they're at work or they're, you know, on lunch or they're in between break and school or something like that, they just, people are more inclined to listen on a podcast as yeah. opposed to like maybe watching a video where there's no caption or there's no like easy way to, to receive it. So I mm-hmm. um, started doing the podcast on anchor and um, the other thing too, with IGTV is I was, I was trying to like move beyond just that platform. Cause obviously you can reach a pretty significant amount of people there, but with podcasts, I mean, there's really no limitations. So, um, and then again, more and more people are like, sending me DMs and they're like, wow, you know, I'm, I'm impacted by that. I'm, I'm going through that too. And I had no idea that you were dealing with that. And, you know, I deal with the same stuff. And so, um, it was so humbling and, and empowering. And 
after that, I, I think I maybe did one or two, and then people started hitting me up, and I'm like, well, dang, I guess I got to keep going because <laughs> people are like, you know, people are uh, are starting to get into it and they're feeling it. So I'm like, I, I got to keep it going. I mean, it definitely is a podcast that I like and I listen to, and I always tell you that because I'm like, I hear stuff, and it's funny because. Your podcast is is real. It's authentic. Like you said, I know that when you speak, you're speaking from your point of view. And I know that when you're speaking, you're speaking from your personal experience. And I feel like, again, going back to like people want connections. People want to know the person who's behind the microphone in the podcast is a real person. Right. People want to know that the person who's talking has experience with what they're talking about. So like when you talk about, you know, your anxiety and how you deal with it or you talk about like how you're dealing with, you know, the coronavirus or you did an interview with Jasmine one time and you guys talk. But when you guys are talking, it's it's an authentic conversation that I know if I have a question on that particular topic, I can just go ahead and be like, let me go check out Gary and let me just send him Mm -hmm. a DM. Let me ask him, hey, I want to know more about this or hey, what did you mean by that? And another mm-hmm. thing I really like is like on your podcast, you are very Bible scripture like in it. Like, I love that. So like yeah. when I listen to your podcast, I'm like, I know Gary is going to rip out a scripture and then explain what that scripture means. And I know he's going to uh-huh. read that scripture and he's going to explain it the way it's supposed to be or or the way it it touched him. And I'm like, I love that because even in your title, you're you're it's called the salt and light. Right. And mm-hmm. and I guess you got it from I guess Matthew five thirteen to sixteen. Yep. Okay. So sure. I'm just gonna go ahead and read it so everybody knows what it says. Okay. Sure. It says, "You are the salt of the earth, but what good is salt if it's lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless." Verse fourteen. You are the light of the world, like a city on like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp that puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly father. So like that itself is a message. Like if nobody understands what the salt and light means, like Gary's podcast is all about shining light on who Jesus Christ is. And also like, shine like sharing some flavor into this world into this world that we live in that is sometimes it can leave us brokenhearted sometimes it can leave us you know asking for more sometimes it can leave us with pain but like after listening to a few of your like podcast episodes i'm encouraged you know like i'm lifted up i'm like oh wow like that's really good that helped my spirit and now i can move forward so if you haven't checked out his podcast, again, it's called The Salt and Light, and it's on Anchor.fm, it's on Google, Apple Podcast, and Spotify. And Gary, again, like whenever I shout you out and like you, you know, mm-hmm. say like, "Hey, Gary, yo, this is great," you know, you can chime yeah. in and say something. You know, you can put, you can say whatever you want to say about your podcast because it's amazing. I'm telling you, God really uses you. you in that podcast. Thank you, I appreciate that. And the other thing too is like. Like, I think I said it in my last thing. Like, my goal is is to, like, point people to God. Because obviously in, like, the time that we live in and the things that we're all dealing with, like, I know more than anybody else you can't do it on your own. I mean, like, mm-hmm. you can try to, but it really doesn't work out. And, um, and so, like, I've been at the bottom where, like, I didn't know what was coming next. And I, like, wasn't leaning, leaning on God for anything. And, and I think I told you before, like, there was a really tough season before 
mm-hmm. you know, we started going to church and, and hanging out with you guys there. And I was really mad at God and confused and frustrated because I, I was going through a tough time and had no, you know, I, I didn't have that support system that, that like I could have had if, if I had leaned in that direction. And so, um, obviously the goal for me is like, if I just had that like voice, right? Like me, like me doing the podcast, having that voice telling me that like I needed to lay like my worries down. And so I still struggle with that every single day, like laying my worries down, but like it's all, it always helps if you have more people in your corner. Um, and so like why I do it is like it, I mean, I'm sure, you know, you do a podcast. It's super Mm -hmm. satisfying. It's super satisfying to like, see people beat tough seasons and like come out stronger on the other side you know what i mean it so is so like when you said that in your last podcast i was like we got to talk about that because when you're able to acknowledge that you don't do these things like we don't do ministry because we get something out of it monetarily we don't do ministry because we want to boost our self-esteem we want people to know who we are who gary hearn is like who the remix stephanie ortega is like we don't do this for ourselves but when we point to god like the satisfaction is that people are coming to christ right and and you said it too your podcast and and the remix podcast is reaching airwaves in different countries and not just in the united states and i know you posted you're like there's people from ireland that are listening to the salt and light and yeah yeah like i mean there's people from ireland from switzerland from italy there's people in other countries like africa and and we don't know this but we don't know what god is doing through the channel that he offers us the ministry right Mm -hmm. we're just the vessel and when god pours into a vessel and the channel is able to go beyond what we expect and somebody is able to receive jesus christ as their lord and savior like that is so satisfying because not only are we having a party because this person just found out who jesus christ is and is now living differently but God in heaven is having the biggest party ever because this person just got saved. And now this person is about to experience all these different things like love, joy, peace, hope. And, and they're going to experience these things in a way that they never have before. So their lives are completely changed. Right. And, and I think that is just, that is just amazing. I mean, honestly, I think we should continue to do what it is that God has called us to do, continue to do these podcasts and not worry too much on, well, what if only one person listens to it? You know what? If one person listens to it, let God change that one person and I'm okay yeah. with it. You know what I mean? Like, let yeah, God sure. do the manifestation. <laughs> let us point people to God's direction and not worry about the outcome, but be excited for like what God is doing through what he's given us. And I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. like other pastors feel the same way. Other ministers feel the same way. I'm pretty sure teachers feel this way. I mean, honestly, anybody in any ministry, whether it's a blog or it's a podcast or it's a video or YouTube or whatever, like if God gave you that mission, right? If God gave you that ministry and that vision, like God is in control of how far your channel is going to be able to get to those people. And that's just amazing to know. Yep. Absolutely. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to talk a little bit about the title, which is never let go. Okay. Um, It's basically based on these verses, Romans eight verses 38 to 39. It says, I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from his love. Death can't and life can't. The angels won't and all the powers of hell itself cannot keep God's love away from us. Our fears for today, our worries about tomorrow, 
or where we are, high above the sky or in the deepest oceans, nothing will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is demonstrated by our Lord Jesus Christ when he died for us. So this is a lot to talk about, right? This is a big thing to talk about because it Mm -hmm. talks about love first, but it also talks about worries and anxiety. It talks about, you know, what is possible to separate us from Christ, which is really nothing. But I want you Mm -hmm. to tell me or share with our listeners a little bit more about how you see this verse and particularly how it speaks to the fact that God is never going to let go of us. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a couple pieces here that I could definitely dive into, but like the, the quickest thing that comes to mind is like perfection, right? Like we all, we all want to chase like this perfect version of ourselves. And so I think it is perfect as we want to like pretend to be, we all fall short in the glory of God and like mm-hmm. what we should be at the end of the day. Right. Um, I think it's important to know that like God is always with us and he's always for us, even if we fall short of that glory. And so like, I, I, I believe, I, I think most people believe if you're a Christian that he'll always keep chasing us, even if we're not like deserving or like, even if we're not chasing him, right. Yeah. Sometimes it's one way, like it's one side where like he never stops. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we do, but he never does. And so, um, I haven't been to the beach in forever, but actually now we're talking about <laughs> going to the, going to the beach, um, like, end of July or something to one of our favorite places that she and I went like before Cam and so I love the beach so so do I <laughs> one thing that kind of, one thing that kind of comes to mind is like you know when you go to the beach and they have those like really annoying birds and like you show up with like your pub sub and your Doritos and they're like they won't leave you alone yeah. right they keep mm-hmm. coming and you're like shoo shoo and you try and like kick them away and throw sand and like get out of here right but they keep coming back yep. <laughs> and so I, I think it's humans in our walk with Christ. We're just like the birds. We're like drawn to sin or Doritos or lying or coveting or greed or pride or all of the things that we shouldn't be, right? Mm-hmm. And so regardless of that fact, and unbelievingly so, <laughs> God continues to forgive us and give yeah. us a fresh start every single time, like undeservingly so. And that's like the beauty of, why he died right like mm-hmm. he died for our sins and the good news is it, it wasn't for like a one-shot deal where he's like oh he died and like we c- will kill your pride today but then tomorrow you can't be prideful or like you can't make mistakes like the good news is he's all forgiven um sometimes that like blows my mind but that's <laughs> that's like the complexity of who he is um so that's that's kind of my take on it yeah. hopefully that wasn't too hopefully that wasn't too lengthy No, no, no. Listen, I'm telling you, we don't put no time limit on this, okay? If God is talking, I'm not going to say nothing. I'm going to let God do what he needs to do. But but definitely, I like your analogy because I'm just like, maybe we're like those pelicans, but maybe God's like those pelicans too, right? Or Mm -hmm. those birds. So sometimes we face difficulties in life. Sometimes we face worry and anxiety and and we get frustrated or we have an idea and we put it to the side and we're like, man, I I had this idea and it's dumb, right? And we put it to the side and we never look back at it. But God Mm. is always watching us. God is always protecting us. God is always seeking us and he's always there like he's never gonna let go of us even if we try to hide from him he never Mm -hmm. lets go of us even if we put the visions and the missions and the ministry that he gave us and put it to the side he's never gonna let go of you because he loves you so much and Mm -hmm. and that just speaks volumes because he forgives us and we have to forgive people even when we know it wasn't our fault that we had that argument with that person 
And it's hard mm-hmm. for us to do that because like you said, we're driven to sin. We're driven to to do things that don't, you know, are not right because we come from this world. We do make mistakes, but God sees that and he doesn't like carry that and say, oh, well, you remember on this day you did that and this is what happened. No, he puts that all to the side. He forgives you and he is constantly forgiving you and loving you and there. Right. And I feel like mm-hmm. us as believers, like, we should never let go of our relationship with God. And even if we do let go, it's comforting to know that God is never letting go of us. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. He's never going to give up on us. He's never going to say, well, oh, well, you are with me, but then you backslid. And now what's going to happen? No, he's not looking at mm-hmm. us to nag us. He's not looking at us to say, well, you did this, 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 and this wrong. Instead, right. he's there to say, hey, I'm with you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Like, don't think I'm ever going to be, you know, the person to to put you to the side and give you a timeout. You know, Mm -hmm. God is never going to let us go. And I think that is a message that is just beautiful. And it's definitely one that everybody needs to just have in the back of their mind, because there's times that we do make mistakes and there's times where we do feel uh, like, you know, maybe I did something wrong and maybe I can't get over it or or maybe I made a mistake and I said something to someone like, how are how am I going to get through this? And we feel Mm -hmm. like we kind of let go of of God in that moment. But God is not letting go of us, even if we do let go. Right. And yep. and another analogy is kind of like um, your dad. And, you know, this cam is always uh, when you walk him through the streets or whatever, or you take him uh, to school, whatever. Most of the time I see at church, he's holding your hand. Right. And mm-hmm. when you're young, you tend to hold on to the person you love so much who nurtured you and who took care of you. And you never let go of their hand because you know that if they fall or if they let go of their hand, you're going to miss where they're at. Right. As we get older, for some reason, we get into our teen years. Right. And then we get into adulthood and that hand that we once held on to and never let go. All of a sudden, we kind of let go of it because we think that we know how to deal with what we're going through. And and God needs to be that person where we're saying, you know what, I may be 50 years old, unemployed and dealing with coronavirus and, you know, and struggling, but I'm not going to let go of God's hand because God's hands want to be the one to guide me and to help me through this, but also to provide for me and my family. And we need to be that person that says, you know what, no matter what situation I go through, I'm going to hold tight to God's hand. I'm not going to let go of God's hand because I know he's not going to let go of me. Yeah, I mean that you hit right on the head. That was <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I no, don't have a lot to take in. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're, you're good. You're good. <laughs> All right. So here's our final thoughts question. Okay, what advice would you give someone who may be listening to this interview and feels hopeless? Because they once had a podcast, they once had a blog, they once had a project that they once started, and they kind of put it to the side for a little bit of time. Like, what kind of advice would you give to that person? Um, yeah, I mean, I can give you great advice on that, just because, like, I'm, you know, I, I think you and I spoke about it. I have some, some weeks where I, I get stuck in my own stuff, and, you know, like, get wrapped up in my own problems, and, and you know, I, I don't feel encouraging. I don't feel motivated. I don't feel inspirational and, and all glittery. You know, I don't. Um, my advice is just do it. Just make time for it. Um, I struggled a lot with it, but sometimes the funny thing is, like, you'll do it for other people. Like, if you want, you want other people to receive it, and 
you know, be able to get through the tough times that they're going through and make it through their tough seasons. But the joke is, at the same time, it'll be so good for your soul. Like, I healed a lot of my own, like, at least, you know, I still deal with a lot of stuff in reference to anxiety, but, like, I've healed a lot of stuff just by, like, listening to my own stuff, like, teaching myself, like, making notes and, like, writing things down and, like, looking up scripture and, like, doing what I'm saying to do, you know what I mean? And so, um, you know, like, we have one life to live, and it goes by really, really fast. So if you feel called or pulled to, you know, share your struggles and let people know that, you know, like, there's a way out of that tough season and you don't have to stay stuck, just do it. Like, it's going to be so good for your soul like you you won't realize it until you do it and then once you do you won't want to stop so yeah. I, I guess it's a dare like dare yeah. to do it because if you do you're, you'll never be the same yeah wow that's that's really good advice like just do it you know even if you don't feel like doing it do it and god will use you you know you don't know you don't know i mean you know maybe you you have to listen to yourself and then that one thing you listen to motivates you to do another one and then all of a sudden you mm-hmm. can't stop you just keep going and going and going but that's that's yeah. really really good advice gary i want to say thank you thank you thank you so much for being a part of the remix interview today i appreciate it i know our listeners appreciate it we've learned so much about you and we've learned so much about the topic and i just i thank you so much for letting us talk about what we talked about today absolutely my pleasure it was uh, fantastic and we talked about a lot of great stuff and I like, I like talking about a lot of what we did because a lot of it goes unspoken and it gets, kind of gets hidden and you know so I, I think I think we've got a lot accomplished here and hopefully somewhere some way uh, somebody in Ireland thinks that, <laughs> <laughs> that that what we had to say was helpful and, and uh, helps them get through anything that they might be going through you know especially right now Yes, yes. And I told Catherine that maybe in the future we'll do a part two with her. So I'm going to tell you the same mm-hmm. thing. Um, maybe there will be a part two coming up before the end of the year. Um, we're, we're hoping to implement maybe some video content or a video conference or whatever. But maybe there will be a part two with Gary. So, you know, keep that in prayer. Um, I do want to tell our listeners that this episode's challenge is basically to pray for Gary and his ministry and his podcast and his family. Um, Go check him out on Instagram. That's going to be at the at symbol G-A-R-Y dot H-E-A-R-N. And uh, he always has something great to post on Instagram and on social media. And again, listen to his podcast, The Salt and the Light. I cannot tell you enough. If you listen to the remix and you love the content, you are going to love the content that Gary posts on The Salt and the Light. And you can always DM him or something on Instagram or, you know, give us a shout out in the comments um, once you see the graphic for this episode. But we definitely want to keep him up in prayer. So, Gary, again, I want to say thank you. Please give my best to Ashley and to Cam, and we will talk again soon, okay? All right. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right. Have a good one. You too. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Remix Movement for more updates. Send us a DM with your feedback, questions, and any topics that you would like to hear in any of our future episodes. Thank you and God bless.